1: Today we have with us Brian Park with Footprints Floors. Welcome, Brian.
0: Hi, thanks for having me on.
1: Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Footprints Floors. How are you serving folks?
0: We are a uh, full-service residential flooring company. So we install uh, tile, hardwood, laminate, LVP. We do it all. And uh, we have gone national in the last couple of years and have grown extremely quickly and We're in uh, 34 states and 140 markets now.
1: Uh, Tell us about the beginning. Um, Before, did you always intend to be a franchise, or was that something that just kind of organically evolved?
0: Oh, it was very organic. We really had no intention from day one of uh, of franchising. I um, I was in the air force, and after I got out of the air force, I was just trying to figure out what to do, and uh, kind of stumbled into flooring. And uh, I I guess that's a funny story. I was trying to find a job and my wife and I were newlyweds and in our early twenties and just trying to figure out what to do. And we had gone out to dinner one night and came home and we had three puppies because that's what normal people do. They get three puppies. And our puppies had eaten our carpet while we were gone. They just shredded it and tore up the pad and it was just confetti all over our house. We hired a flooring company to come in and replace the carpet and I was watching that guy install and, uh, looked like I could do it. I was still skinnier back then. And so I uh, called up that company and actually started installing and sanding hardwood floors for them. And that's, that's how I got into the flooring. But yeah, really from there, it was all about just feeding my family. We, we had two young girls and uh, I was just, I was really just a floor guy, but we uh, we stumbled on some stuff in the market in Denver. That's where I started the company. And really over the next kind of five or eight years of starting the business, we we grew and, and quickly took over the Denver market. It was really based on just taking care of customers, just, just show up and do what you say you're going to do, call people back. It's, it's pretty basic things, but things that are, are really missing from the flooring industry, construction as a whole, but flooring specifically as well and because we, we kind of figured out some of the key things it just organically evolved into let's go into some other states we've got some we've got something here that's that's worthwhile and is a great living let's let's share it with more people so we we franchised a couple of years ago and uh and moved in that direction but yeah the the roots are definitely me me just installing floors that's that's what it was
1: So now when you went from working for somebody else in flooring, what was kind of the catalyst to say, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own? Um, Were you frustrated by the way they were doing it? Did you see there was just more opportunity if you can just do everything yourself? Like what, what was kind of made you feel confident to take that leap into being an entrepreneur?
0: I would, I actually didn't even take the leap. I was more or less forced into it. It was uh, 2008, I'd worked for this company, this flooring company, the one that had done my floors for a couple years and had moved up. And I enjoyed the industry, but even in those early days, I was still thinking I was going to go be a civil engineer or something. And flooring was just a, a way to get there. Um, but in 2008, uh, economy crashes. I went six months that year, uh, not getting paid. I was a W-2 employee and they were not able to pay their employees so we were all just working for free hoping someday that they would pay us back and in November of that year so November of 08 uh they sat me and a couple other guys down at an Arby's of all places and and let us go they just said sorry we don't have the money best of luck to you we're like you owe us money and they're like yeah good good luck so that was that was my rude awakening into trying to figure out what to do uh, I had a two-year-old daughter. My wife was eight months pregnant, and I needed to figure out how to pay the bills. And you know, the the work landscape those days were were not ideal. And in construction, uh, December of '08 probably the the worst month ever. I have a donkey next to me, so yes, that's an actual donkey. Um,
1: Look, you got to get you know your teammates from where we can find them. So.
0: <laughs> I know. I get back in my car and the donkey keep hawing all of a sudden. Uh so yeah, December of oh eight, I was forced into well, figuring out what to do. So we started Footprints Floors. My wife and I she answered the phones and, and built out the website and as she's juggling to uh, you know a toddler and and our second daughter was born in February of oh nine. So yeah, so I for the first two months we didn't have any work. I walked neighborhoods and put flyers on doors. My father in law and brother-in-law helped me do that. And we went two months of, of no money and no income and no nothing and trying just trying to figure it out. And obviously lots of kind of tense conversations with my wife. She's telling me, go get a job at Home Depot or something, just something hourly to, to pay the bills. And I'm sitting there like, "I this is going to work. It's going to be great. And in February of 09, we did our first job. And so for those first maybe six months, I worked six and a half day, days a week doing estimates at night, getting home at 10 o'clock at night. and just making it happen really built the, the business out of my garage and so yeah i, I don't think i would have the energy today to, to pull it off but <laughs> those, those days i was able to do it somehow
1: yeah um, and yeah and when and when kind of your family's livelihoods on the line it's uh, extra incentive to really kind of put the hammer down and do what you got to do
0: yeah what, what are your other options at that point and I don't, I don't think there was a single worse month since the great depression to start a business than december of 08 and that's when we started this company.
1: So then when you started doing that and you started getting clients, um, at what point did you go, you know what, I think the way we're doing things is a little different and, and it might be something that um, I can help somebody else get into this kind of business without some of the pain that I had when I first started.
0: Yeah, we uh, from day one, it was my intention and, and I learned some of it when I was with the, the previous company, but we market. You know, we, we started marketing. That was me walking, walking neighborhoods, putting flyers on doors. And that's not really something that's, that's common in construction. Most guys, it's almost like this pride, like, Oh, I don't need to market. I, I'm a referral based business. I find all my work, you know, word of mouth for free and that's great. But my philosophy is, you know, you get more referrals when you have more customers. So let's, let's do marketing and, and get a whole bunch of customers coming through in that way. And then those are going to lead to referrals and previous customers. The more work you do, the more referrals you get. And so it's it's always it's almost like fuel for a machine when you market. Let's put some gas in this thing and get it going. And then the referrals and previous customers, assuming you're taking care of your customers, uh, those referrals will come. Uh, and that was really my philosophy from day one. And and it's just in, in sales, I, you know, really taking kind of next level sales thoughts and techniques and applying them to an industry where. You know, to spend an hour with a customer and learning about their lives, that's that's amazing. You know, it's it's different because most of our competition, they just show up and spend 12 minutes like, what's the room? Okay, I'll let you know I'm done. Bye. And there's just no investigation. There's no figuring out what's actually important to this customer. And so those were principles from day one that we implemented. And, and just these simple, I mean, explaining them to them, you on the over the phone right now makes it sound like it should be pretty common sense but for some reason construction just doesn't do it and so that's a lot of how we took over the industry in denver so quickly is we just took care of customers and we just treated them like people and um yeah and then taking those same techniques and and teaching others to do the same you know just take your time with your customers and serve them it's not about serving you it's about serving them and just that mentality has has really blossomed and, and allowed us to grow like we have
1: Now, are you finding your ideal franchisee? Is it someone that's in the construction industry or do you purposely not want someone there that has bad habits? Maybe they learned from their, you know, life in the construction industry.
0: Yeah, we're really looking for people that are teachable. So we do have a handful that have construction backgrounds, but they're they're teachable. Uh, But of our 70-something owners, uh, like five have construction backgrounds and the other 65 do not. Uh, so that's, I, I wouldn't necessarily say we're targeting non-construction people, but that seems to be who's coming through the door. And we love it because, you know, I, I've always said I I can teach adults about hardwood. You know, if somebody knows how to show up and call people back on time, I can teach about hardwood. It only takes, you know, a few months to get that kind of stuff. It's it's not that hard, but I can't take a hardwood guy and teach them how to be an adult. Meaning <laughs> if they don't know how to show up and call people back and be responsible and run bank accounts and those kinds of things, then you know, it might be too late if they're in their forties and fifties to to teach them. So I yeah, that that's really my philosophy. I just I want people that are teachable and that are that are willing and eager to learn and and we've had a lot of success with that.
1: Now um over the years of doing this kind of work, interviewing business leaders like I have, I've got the chance to interview a large franchise or and um, That's known for their customer service, which is a lot different than other uh, food service franchises. And they told me when they hire their workers, they look for people who naturally smile. And with the same thinking that I can't teach someone how to smile at someone. So I'd rather start with someone who's a natural smiler and then I'll work the rest. I'll teach them the other stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a great parallel. It's exactly what we look for.
1: Now, um when you started franchising, was it hard for you to kind of get the first ones or did that was that organic that people saw what your work was in Denver and said, Hey, I'm moving to, you know, Michigan and I think that I'd like to start one here. Like how'd you get your early early uh franchisees?
0: Uh the the early we have four in Colorado that uh, are alongside me so I'm, I'm kind of the fifth one and the other four were all organic really kind of friends and people I ran into uh, so there was no recruiting it was just a friend on the softball team and his cousin and then a, a actual a customer that we were doing floors for I was like tell me about this uh, thing you're doing so so he joined us and then one of his crews was the fourth guy uh, so it was very organic and and really that was that all started kind of 2013 so 7 or 8 years ago uh, and we filled out Colorado quickly which is the front range kind of from Cheyenne to Pueblo um, that that area and really from there the, the plan was to not go out of state like i got i got four guys i'm still running denver we make good money um, this is a great setup we've got um, but then after doing that for about 5 years with those guys that's we really developed the system from there and and figured out yeah we could actually take this out of state we've got a lot of resources and a lot of things figured out so let's let's try it so we hired a kind of a third-party company to be our our sales arm of the franchising side and we greenlit them in uh, the spring of 19 and they 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 started recruiting people out of state really my philosophy my idea was every franchise owner I've added Somebody I knew, so what I got to go live in other states, <laughs> right?
1: People. I'm gonna have to move 20 times to cover this know, country, no? yeah.
0: We have to be all over the place, it's gonna take forever. I didn't really even know brokers existed again. I'm just a hardwood guy, right? Like, what are brokers? <laughs> so, learning about all that, like, oh man, there's like this whole industry that's built to like grow these things. So, so once I figured that out, we, we got connected with the right people and invested a bunch of money uh it, it was able to go out of state finally so our our first out of state guy was in um june of 19 and uh, in, in dallas and then yeah so almost two years ago and we've gone from so that was five so he was six and now we're at i think 72 so about at 66 in less than two years
1: and then uh so that third party was kind of the the gas on the fire there
0: they're phenomenal. It's a company called rain tree. Uh, they're based out of Denver, but they serve a lot of different franchise organizations. And, uh, it's, I guess it's kind of a funny story. I went to, to interview them to see if they were going to be worth my time. And they're in this high rise in Denver. And I do the elevator thing and the, the conference room overlooking the scenic view. Right. And I quickly figured out that they were actually interviewing me not the other way around. <laughs> like they, they were trying to determine if I was worth their time. Um, but yeah, they they came out of that meeting saying this this is going to be huge. This is going to be awesome. We've been looking for some. They said we've been looking for somebody like you for for ten years. This is going to be great. Uh, so I said okay. I I guess I believe you, and we went from there. But they've been phenomenal. They they take the whole front end, so they do all the marketing. They have all the initial sales conversations, and they they do a great job of educating and bringing uh potential owners through the process and getting them up to speed before they really start talking to me.
1: And so that way you're only talking to the people uh, that you should be talking to, not every single person that's just kicking tires.
0: No, exactly. Yeah, we're I'm kind of the the last 10% of the process.
1: So now, how do you see the growth continuing? Is it just give BrainTree more kind of uh, permission to just keep going boldly forward or is you have an uh, additional kind of marketing uh, plans or is just keep doing what you're doing
0: i think we just keep doing what we're doing we'll we'll uh ride this train as far as it goes we we're not even halfway so uh, we have 403 territories available in the, the united states and we're at like 140 so we got we got a ways to go so i anticipate growth for a while longer and then we'll come up with a new plan once we once we hit that
1: and then for the folks out there that are listening, uh, that are considering this, um, well, how would you kind of paint that ideal person? Is it someone that just was laid off? Is it someone? How? What are some of the characteristics of a good uh, footprints floors person?
0: Uh, we're looking for people that are that are eager and excited to to be their own boss and to set their own schedules. It's excellent money. Uh, it can be stressful though. Construction has some stressful days. So it's, it's, you got to want it, you know, this isn't something that uh, you just sit back and do nothing and, and money. I'm, I'm really not sure what job that is. If you do nothing and make money and sign me up. But, <laughs> yeah, really, uh, I think people underestimate uh, how difficult being a business owner can be. And, and it's not just with footprints, floors, it's owning a restaurant, it's anything. So, uh, so that I would say is a big trait, but then it's, it's a very people oriented uh, position. It's, it's in home sales. So it's meeting, meeting people and then managing crews. And there's, there's a lot of talking, a lot of people interaction. So it's, it's somebody that's outgoing and, but also, you know, competitive and, and eager to, to kind of win. Cause that's what it is. You know, it's a competitive industry.
1: Now, when they're uh, the Footprints Floors franchisee, are they typically, this is, all their eggs are in this basket, or do they have several franchises, and this is just one of the complimentary services when they're serving a home, that they have kind of a franchise empire around the home, and this is just one of the elements, or are they kind of a pretty much a Footprints Floors only?
0: No, we we expect them to be with us full-time, so it'd be... You know, they might have a, a parallel business, maybe a real estate or something like that, or they're flippers or something. But for the most part, it's it's a full-time job, and we that, that's who's proven to be very successful. So they're
1: kind of owner-operators? They're not somebody who owns several locations, and they have managers? And
0: No, they, they, they can be both. So we have uh, a lot of owners. Pretty much all of them start out as owner-operators. So it's day one, they're out doing estimates and selling jobs. Uh, once they sell a job, they find subcontractors, which always sounds scary, but it ends up not being that that tough to do. And then they execute their job and manage the job. We ask them or expect them to be at the uh, job sites each day as customer service. And then they collect the final check from the homeowner and, and then they repeat that process as many times as possible. Uh, Footprints Floors Corporate, we actually uh, turn on and do all of their marketing for them. And we, so we effectively get the phone to ring, and then we actually answer the phone for them. So we have a full staff uh, who answers all the phones, and they're putting the estimates on the owner's schedules for them. And that's really the beginning of their process. Once the estimate's on their schedule, they drive to the house, and they they fulfill that, that process. Uh, so... To go back to answer your question, yeah, it's owner-operator up front, but then over time, they can start to add staff and develop. We have plenty of multi-unit owners that own two, three, four different territories. I own four territories in Denver, and I have 11 people on my staff. So if they have four, there's there's a long runway in front of them uh, with with high revenue numbers if they're good at it.
1: Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success. Uh, if somebody wants to learn more about the opportunity, what's the website?
0: That's footprintsfloors.com.
1: Well, it's an amazing story, Brian. You should be really proud of yourself, and the impact you're having in the communities you serve is real. And uh, we appreciate you.
0: Yeah, it's been a fun ride, and we got a long ways to go. So, thank you for for having me on here.
1: All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see y'all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.